Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us every, He has given His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So that's, Lord willing, what we're going to go through today. Father God, thank you so much for for giving us the freedom, Lord, to be able to congregate and worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your, for your blessings in our lives. Lord, you are so good to us. Thank you, Father, that you're anointing. Thank you for your anointing and your will being done in this service. Thank you that not a single person is going to leave here the same way. And if there's anybody here that has not accepted Jesus Christ... As their Lord and Savior, they will do that before this day is over. We love you and we praise you in the good times and the bad times. On the top of the mountain or the valley, we give you praise. You are worthy and you are everything. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. Second Peter 1 in verse 1. Simeon Peter, or Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. It's really cool how it says servant before apostle. Before big-time apostle, hand-picked by God. You know what I mean? It says, you know what? I'm Peter, and I'm a servant of the Lord. And, and that's each and every one of us, guys. If, if you've asked Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior, um, there's an agreement that you made. You said, you know what? It's no longer about me. It's no, you, you, you created me. You granted me life. Um, I've done a bunch of foolish and selfish things, and through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, I am forgiven of all those sins. And you know what? I am your servant. I, I, that, that's what we signed up for. You guys realize that? Amen. It's no longer about us. Remember when, uh, maybe you remember this, and some of you may not have even experienced this yet, but um, I remember when me and Rachel Jean were going to have a baby, and um, yeah, oh yeah, I remember that far back, baby. I do. Um, huh. It's getting fuzzy, but I do remember it. Um, People were saying, well, you know, it's no longer about you anymore. And then when I was getting married, of course, everyone was like, hey, it's no longer about you. And and that's us, guys, as Christians. You know what? It's no longer about us. We serve a risen Savior, and, and we signed on the dotted line. You know what I mean? We are not our own. We've been bought at a price. And that price is the special shed blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. So give him some praise while I enjoy some of this water. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. This is where it gets really, really cool. We're still in verse 1. To those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours. Now remember, Simon Peter, we're talking about Peter, we're talking about one of the original 12. Not only one of the original 12, but the, the 12 would be the core group of Jesus' people, you know, during his earthly ministry. But inside that group, there was a, there was a core of a core. There was Peter, James, and John. And, and that was, this was like Jesus' special three guys that he showed so much to, and he invested so much into these guys right here. What I'm trying to say is Peter could have been a little boastful about that. 
You know what I mean? Peter could have been like, man, okay. <laughs> Me and Jesus, we were, we were tight, man. We were super, super tight. Okay, but look at the humility here. A servant and an apostle. Amen. And now, talking to Gentile and Jew, talking to slave and free, talking to male and, and female, you know what I mean? He's like, hey, we are all on an equal standing here. That had been unheard of until this time, man. Nobody looked at life like that, okay? Allah doesn't say that. Muhammad doesn't say that. None of those kooky, crazy, false religions will say anything like that. Okay, you know what I mean? But, but we serve the one true God, and he says, looky here. Everybody's got different roles. We all got different roles, but we are equal. Isn't that awesome? Look, to those who have obtained, you can't earn it. You can't buy it. You ain't cool enough. But we accept what Jesus Christ did on that cross. And once we do that, man, we're on it. We're right there. God doesn't play favorites. That's what I need to say. God doesn't play favorites. We are his children. We're in the family. And he loves us. Amen. To those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours. Peter's saying, yeah, you know what? I was right there at the beginning, man. He was like, come with me and I'll make you a fisher. He, he doesn't brag about anything like that. He says, I'm just like you guys. We're all servants of the Most High God. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that cool? Um, 1 Corinthians uh, 12 and 21, um, right there. This is cool. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Does that make sense to you guys? Every part of this, everybody in this church is important. Everybody that is a, a child of the Most High God, we're important. We're equals. You know what I mean? And we all have different roles. We all have different jobs to do. You know what I mean? Um, and the thumb is just as important as the eye. And you, you guys know where I'm going with all that. You, have, you ever, have you ever hurt something, you know, on your body? Like my wrist, man. Rachel Jean hurt my wrist real bad. <laughs> I, actually, I don't know what happened. But, but you know, my wrist is kind of messed up. And when something ain't working right, Man, you feel it. It can, it can, if it's bad enough, even if it's something small, it can mess up the whole thing, man. You know what I mean? It can mess up everything that's going on in your day. Oh, man, my eyes hurting. I don't see so well today. Something happened. You know what I mean? We all got an important job to do, and none of us should be selfish or prideful or think, well, this church couldn't stand without me. Or Everyone do that. <laughs> um, you know, we all have something to do, and it's all important. We're all part of the body of Christ. And I'm not just talking about this church right here. I'm talking about the global church. I'm talking about we are all important. You know what? So having said that, and, and this is convicting, man. This is really convicting. When's the last time you thought about the little Vietnamese Christian who's being persecuted? Because they're part of our family too. Do we really pray for them? Or what about the Christian in, in the Middle East who very well might lose his life or, or watch his family be butchered because he loves Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? This is our family. And just because we're in America, we are no better than nobody else. You know what I mean? God has been gracious and God has been so merciful. And a lot of us, me included, we're just getting fat, dumb, and happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there's some, our brothers and sisters are, are paying a serious price for following Jesus. You know what I mean? So in this time of peace, I think we need to be praying for our, our brothers and sisters, and I think we need to be getting ready. I think we need to be preparing ourselves through the Word of God for whatever comes our way. You know, I, I'm not a military guy, but I do frequent the History Channel. Um, 
<laughs> I don't even I don't even know if they have that kind of stuff anymore. But listen, ma'am, if you're not in war, and we're in a war, we're in a war. Let's understand that. Um, you're either preparing for battle or you're in battle. And Christians, man, we don't need to be lackadaisical. We need to realize, hey, okay, we got this situation right here, and all seems quiet on the western front. Well, let's not let our guard down. Let's be sober. Let's be vigilant. Let's be about the Lord's work, and let's stay in the good Lord's word and be prepared for whatever may come our way so we don't get in the flesh and act stupid. Amen? All right, okay. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Second Peter 1 and verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have, ta- have attained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Man, that is so awesome. You know what I mean? Through Jesus Christ, we are equal. Through Jesus Christ, there is no more caste system. There's no more, well, this guy makes more money and he's special and beer, whatever. No, man. We're all, if we love Jesus Christ, we are equal. We're in the family of God. And the toe can't say to the foot, whatever. Or the eye can't say to the toe. Pardon me while I refresh myself on the Word of God. The eye cannot say, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. No, because we're all needed, man. We all got something to do, man. You know what I mean? Peter did what he was called to do. John did what he was called to do. And when Peter asked Jesus about John and what John was supposed to do, Jesus said to Peter, if you're still following me, don't worry about what John's got to do. You worry about what you got to do. All this, man, the fact that we are saved, the fact that we, are, that we are able to serve, that we've been called to serve the Most High God. What a wonderful and awesome privilege. You know what I mean? The fact that God didn't let you go. In, in your days of sin, in your days of running from the Lord, that He did not let you go. That is all, avail- that is all because of what Jesus Christ did for us, man. What a blessed people we are. By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, that, that's also a very important statement right there. Peter is, is throwing it right out there, man. I knew the man. I saw the man. I saw what happened to him. Okay, and check this out. He was not just a prophet. He was not just a really cool guy with some awesome teachings. Listen, Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is God. And, and beloved, I, we got to get a hold of that. We got to understand that. That's like a pillar. That's a foundational point right there. Okay? Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but Jesus Christ also is God. You know, 100% man, 100% God. He paid for our sins, and there's no way to the Father, there's no way to eternal life except through Jesus Christ. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of good cool things people can tell you. You know what I mean? But there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to eternal life, and that's through what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, we couldn't do it on our own. Amen. But thank the good Lord for His Son, Jesus. Amen. Galatians 3 and verse 28. Let's go ahead and do this one real fast because I just simply love it. It is so cool. Galatians 3 and verse 28. You ever get excited about the Word of God? Yes. 
it's, it's, you know, this, this book right here, it, it's, it's alive, man. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. If you get into it and you say, Lord, show me what I need to work on, you better strap yourself in, man, because it'll get crazy. You know what I mean? The Lord will show you. He'll, he'll show you where you've been doing good. And you're like, oh, that feels really good. I like that when I'm like, <laughs> I've been doing that ever since I've been a Christian. That's awesome. You know, but also there's a lot of those, a lot, where you're like, oh, man. Hmm. Yeah. I need to work on this. I need to work on that. And once you know about it, man, you got to do it. Amen. 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 Okay, so Galatians 3 and verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. That's a big statement, man. That's a bold statement, man. You know what I mean? Greek meaning uh, Gentile, meaning non-Jew, okay? This is, this is the Word of God saying, okay, Mr. Hebrew, don't think that you're better than these Gentiles. Gentiles, don't think you're better than these Hebrews. Slave owner, don't think you're better than these slaves. Husband, don't think you're better than your old lady. Old lady! <laughs> it's just kind of fun to say that. <laughs> old lady, all God's people said. <laughs> Galatians 3 verse 20, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is what Jesus Christ did for us, man. He is destroying, man, prejudice. Uh, that's one of the things that Jesus Christ did, and a lot of us don't even really think about that. But look, think about Jesus with the woman at the well, man. This was a rabbi. This was a teacher of the Word of God who was, it, he would not talk to a lady. Rabbis would not do that. They wouldn't waste their time talking to a lady. Don't, I'm not saying that's cool. I'm just saying that's what it, how it was back then. Jesus Christ hung out with the woman at the well, no, knowing fully well what she had been doing. You know, knowing her past, knowing the way she was living and all that. But he was right there with her. And he, gave, he showed her a better way. He showed her the love. Amen. Okay, um, the whole thing with the Samaritan, and she was a Samaritan. The whole thing about the Samaritans and the Jews, they hated one another. And, and instead of going around Samaria like uh, uh, everybody would, if they had to go from north or through the south or whatever, they'd skirt around Samaria. They didn't want to hang out with those folks. They hated them. Not Jesus. Jesus went right through. You know what I mean? Who in the world are we to think that we're better than anybody else? What a ridiculous, stupid lie from the devil. You know what I mean? By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the more we fall in love with Jesus, the more we realize these stupid things that, that Joe Bill or our buddy taught us or, or something that Grandpa told us that was wrong, the more we hang out with Jesus, we're like, man, God, you were good. And some folks been telling me stuff that ain't true. But not you. Not you. You know what I mean? Let God be true and every man a liar. All right. Woo. All right. Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> Second Peter 1 and verse 2. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Does that sound good to you? May, and all this is, all we're in today is, is Peter greeting the folks. He's just saying, hey, it's just a simple, straightforward greeting. Hey, Peter here. And listen to this. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Man, that sounds awesome. 
Who, who, who could handle a little peace being multiplied right now? When you look at the stormy, rocky, what may happen next week or, or what's going to happen with my checking account or my, or my savings account. And I thought I got hacked last night. Uh, I, had to go to the, uh, the, uh, I had to go get some uh, uh, milk uh, on my way home from church this morning. And I went there and, and the nice fella was like, you ain't got no money on your card. He's <laughs> like, no, man, I, I do have money. I just, I just put money in the bank Friday. And he's like, well, it says here you owe four bucks, and that milk's about four-something. But anyways, God is good. <laughs> I didn't get hacked. Something happened with the bank. All is good. I don't know why I'm telling you that, man. But Oh, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. And uh, if you could spot me like four or five bucks, I need some milk. No, I'm playing. Second Peter 1 and verse 2, May grace and peace be multiplied to you, in the, listen, in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. There it is again. God and Jesus our Lord. God the Father and Jesus Christ is the second man of the Trinity. Jesus Christ is God. Hard to wrap your mind around, but listen, we got to wrap our mind around it. We got to get it in our heart. Jesus Christ is 100% man and 100% God. Amen? Okay. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. This is a simple yet profound thing right here, man, that is, will give us no small amount of peace and grace. Man, the more, the more we hang out with the Lord, the more we get to know the Lord, the more we're going to trust Him. You know what I mean? I mean, look, you hear stories. When you were young, you would, you, your, your Sunday school teacher or your children's church teacher would tell you all these wonderful, amazing stories about Daniel and the lion's den or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you say, man, God is awesome. God is faithful. And then you hear other people in your life, like you see your mom and dad going through a hard time, and you see how God has been there for them. You know what I mean? These are all things that encourage you. But then it comes to a place here in your own life where, you know what, you've got to stand on the Word of God yourself. You know, when your own life starts to get shaky, you know, you hurt your back or whatever happens in your little world or whatever, you know, and things get turned upside down overnight before you think you're too cool for school or whatever, you know, everything's going all right. And then, boom, something happens. Something crazy happens. And God has totally allowed that to happen so we get to know him, so we can grow in relationship with him, so we can have our own war stories to tell our loved ones how God has been faithful to us. Does that make sense, ma'am? Listen, the more we get to know the Lord, the more we get to trust in the Lord, the more we want to obey the Lord, the more blessings, man, are going to be released to us, man. The more we're going to be able to trust in Him. Can I get a witness? Okay, for instance, look at Isaiah 26 and verse 3. So I know that I'm not supposed to be stressed out, but you know what? The doctor said this, and... And the guy at the Tom Thumb said that I ain't got no money on my debit card to pay for milk, and I know I got to have milk. But listen, I know too much about the Lord. I'm growing in relationship with the Lord. I know He's been faithful. I know He's not going to let me down now. You know what I mean? Isaiah 26 and verse 3. You will keep Him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. I like, I like how that sounds. I don't like that peace that's like, I'm good. All is well. Everything's fine. And then 30 seconds later, you're like biting not only your nails off, but the tips of your fingers are like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 
That's not the type of peace Christians are supposed to have. We have problems just like the world. We have crazy things happen to us just like the world. But the Lord God is going to be with us, not like the world. We, we are in the family. Amen? And everything we go through, we're never alone because we're children of the Most High God. And just like when I'm at the, at the, I was at the beach, and you know what? I, I was at the beach, and it was really, really hot. And uh, Deanna will tell you, yeah, there she is. All my kids, except for Paul Jr., who was not there, were all in the water. And she saw me. I was going like one baby, two baby, three baby, four baby, constantly looking for my babies. You know what I mean? Why was I looking and keeping an eye on my babies? Because those are my babies. You know what I mean? And so as a child of the Most High God, listen, we're not alone. The Lord is with us. And he's not going to give us more than we can handle. Okay, we'll go through some crazy times, but that's so we need to trust in him. And when we start to go under, he's like, boop, 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 come on. All God's people said, boop, boop, boop. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. See, that's, that's an important part. You want, you want peace? You want real peace? We've got we to focus on what is pure, what is true. We've got to focus on the Most High God and his goodness and his faithfulness. Amen. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Or we can be like that, that, that beach ball on the ocean going back and forth, being blown about by the wind and the waves. I think I can. I think I can. I don't know. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. It doesn't matter how impossible something looks. Okay? I'm focusing on the Lord. I'm trusting in him and his goodness and his faithfulness. Amen? Because God promises a good result. Can I get a witness? So listen, we have grace because we're in the family. We have God's favor. You know what I mean? We don't always get the things that even God wants to give us because we're not ready for it. You know what I mean? But the more we get to know him, the more we say, you know what? I want to be that servant. It's not about me. It's not about my little dreams and what I wrote in my diary when I was 13 or whatever. If you did that, I don't know if you did that. But you know what I'm saying, man? It's not about me. I'm a servant of the Most High God. And the more we line our will up with his will, then he can bless us big time, man. Okay. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Jesus, our Lord. 2 Peter 1 and verse 3. His divine power, talking about the Lord, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Listen, I'm a servant of the Most High God. I belong to the Lord. It's not about me. It's about Him. I don't have to worry about nothing because I'm hanging out with the Lord. I'm growing in relationship with the Lord. I know that He is faithful. And check out this little promise right here that the Lord just tells me. Everything you're going to need to be my servant, to be what I've called you to be, to get through life's valleys and mountaintops, everything I've got for you. You are my baby. You are my child. And I love you. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Man, that is a huge, awesome, massive umbrella of everything, man. You know what I mean? Everything I need for life, yeah. Well, where's that going to come from? Ah, we'll find out in just one second in the next verse, maybe. Listen, everything I need, Brother Travis, everything I need, Brother Chris, to live a godly life, man, I don't even want to live a godly life half the time. But you know what? That's what we've been called to do. You know what I mean? We, we, we don't have to have dirty, perverted thoughts. We don't have to think about ripping off our neighbor or stealing their lawnmower anymore. We don't have to be like that. 
Besides, I need my lawnmower. Not playing. His divine power has granted to us all things. You can't do it on your own. You can't walk. You can't, you can't live a Christ. Listen, you can't live a Christ-pleasing life on your own. You cannot do it. You can't do it. Okay, but through the Holy Spirit, you know what I mean? It's going to be more of God and less of myself. God gives me what I need to make the right choices. You know what I mean? You can't do it on your own. You're going to mess up all the time because your flesh wants to get in. Don't even blame it on the devil, man. Your flesh wants to do all kinds of stuff it ain't supposed to do. You know what I mean? And the devil's like, I'll take the credit for that. Sure. Yeah. I'm scary. You know what I mean? Listen, without the, de- without the devil, take him out of the picture. You're going to get in plenty of trouble on your own, man. Plenty of trouble. Your flesh wants to do things it ain't supposed to do. We were born like bent the wrong way, man, to where we want to do things that we know ain't right. You know what I mean? But through Jesus Christ, he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. I don't have to be that person. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. There it is again, man. The more I know him, the more I'm going to trust in him. The more time I spend with him, the more I'm going to fall in love with him the more I'm going to want to do the right thing and realize, hey, you know what? God's got my back in this, man. I, can, I, I don't have to give in to that rubbish anymore. Through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. That's really, really important. Remember, we're servants of the Most High God, and God's expecting us to... <laughs> this is what God... He says, listen, my people should be a, a moral bunch of folks here, man. Not, not on our high horse, not thinking we're better than anybody else, but we should set the example for a lost and dying world. You know what I mean? And who do we follow? We follow Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Who called us to his own glory and excellence. So people should start to get us mixed up with Jesus a little bit. Man, you kind of look like your big brother Jesus over there. You know what I mean? There should be a change in us, and we're on that journey where it is more of the good Lord and less of me. It must be more of the good Lord and less of me. But you see how that works, man. We have to empty ourselves. We have to empty ourselves of all this stupid, selfish rubbish, man, that ain't productive, you know? And let let the Holy Spirit have its way in us. All right. Goodness gracious. Tough crowd today. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Everybody's good. Who called us to his own glory and excellence. Let me read Romans... uh, Romans 12 and verse 1 right there. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. Never forget the mercies of God and how good he's been to us. Well, I don't know about you, man, but my life has been messed up from the floor up, man. I had nothing good. I had nothing good go my way since I was 14. I had nothing good go my way since Daddy walked out the door. Then that's all real stuff. That, I, it's all real stuff, man. And, man, we have had hard lives. A lot of us have, like, crazy, crazy things happen to us. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not saying that stuff didn't happen or it's not important, but that's not who you are. You know what I mean? Okay, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. No matter what you've went through, God has been good to you. He has been merciful to you. Amen? By the mercies of God, to pres- this is what he asks of us. In view of what God's done for us, in view of who God is to us, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. That's what God says. 
That's what the good Lord's saying right there to all of us, man. God is good. God has been great to you. He's been merciful to you. It's his grace that's keeping us all from falling into the pits of hell right now. You know what I mean? That's the truth. You know what I mean? That's the truth, man, because we've all blown it, you know? And, and uh, old, old Paul the Apostle is saying, in view of that, don't ever forget that. Why don't you make your life a living sacrifice? Now, keep in mind I said living, you know, a living sacrifice. Don't go jump off a bridge in the name of Jesus because that ain't going to do no one no good. I'm saying a living sacrifice. Lay down what you want to do and say, you know what, I'm here for the good Lord. I am here for the good Lord. I want his will to be done in my life. I'm going to do the thing that's tough, that's hard obedience, man. The thing that my flesh wants to do real bad, I'm not going to do that. All right, can I get a witness? I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Did you hear that right there, spiritual worship? There's more to worship than just clapping your hands and, and singing some songs. I mean, that's good, man, and we're supposed to do that. And we're not just supposed to sing songs, but we're supposed to just sing to the Lord. You know, you are worthy, you are awesome. You know what I mean? And we're supposed to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But our life, our life is supposed to be like a sweet-smelling savor to the Lord, man. Like the, those Old Testament sacrifices, man. We're supposed to set out every day. I want to please the Lord. I'm not worried about myself. You know what I mean? Well, keep in mind, I, I don't know what happened to the debit card. The dot com thump, 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 said I ain't got no money. You know what? God will work it out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Don't lose it. And it ain't the guy at Tom Thumb's fault no way, so don't get mad at him. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy, what is holy? Set aside. Set yourself aside for the Most High God who handpicked you. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. That right there, when we're laying our lives down, when we're picking up our crosses daily, to be what God wants us to be, that's worshiping the Lord, man. He's like, man, look at Jason. Man, look at Mr. Tompkins. Wow, my man. Second Peter 1 and verse 4, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. That's so, that's so awesome right there. We're servants of the Lord, okay? God expects us to live a certain way, and he says he's given us everything to do that. Well, how can I live that Christ-pleasing life when I want to do all this stuff, man? This, you know, I have this temptation, man, to do this bad stuff by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. You know, we're so blessed because we have the whole word of God, man. We have, we have, these, we have these books. We have these chapters. We have these verses. We have everything we need for living a godly life, for getting through life right here in this book, and right now, it's available to you today for fourteen ninety nine. Now I'm playing. Uh, man, I shouldn't have said that. Um, but everything we need for living a godly life, man, we, we have every answer to every problem right there in the Word of God. All these wonderful promises that can give us peace, that can give us strength in the hardest times of our life, man. When life is so unfair, well, God's got something to say about that. When someone has been so mean to me, well, God's got something to say about that. 
everything we need to do, the answers are in this book. By which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them, the promises, the word of God, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Now, listen, Peter is not saying that, you know what, if you work really, really hard and get a bunch of people to come to your church, you're going to get your own planet one day, and you're going to be a god, and you're going to have a bunch of ladies on that planet, and it's going to be party time for all eternity. You're going to be a god. You're going to, you, this is your deal, your ball of wax. You get to do whatever you want to do because you worked really, really hard, and you woke everybody up on Saturday mornings by banging on their door. I'm sorry. Um, no. Um, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, the word of God, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. So, listen, let's make that straight. Let's, let's settle this right now. You're not going to become a God. But you know what? We are going to become more and more like the Lord. That's what we're shooting for. More of God, less of myself, emptying myself out and filling myself up with the Word of God, which is going to tell me and encourage me how to live my life. Amen? Amen. <laughs> so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. That's good stuff. So real fast, let's look at Second Timothy in closing, kind of closing. Second Timothy 3, 3 and verse 16, talking about the Bible. All Scripture is breathed out by God. That's cool. All Scripture is inspired by God. What God wanted us to know is in this book. Is there UFOs? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But I, and it's, it's okay if you want to dig into that a little bit. You know, Don't let it sidetrack you. Don't let it pull you away from your relationship with Jesus. Because a lot of people go like over the deep end with that stuff. You know, you know what I mean? I've seen it. What did you see, man? I, I, I swear. No. no, no. some people have seen some crazy stuff, and I'm not here to talk about that, but what I'm saying what we need to know is in this book. So that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Okay? So we want to be more of God, less like ourselves. All Scripture, this is Second Timothy one more time, all Scripture is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof. Have you guys ever been reproofed or rebuked in your own Bible study? Reading, reading the Word of God, and you're like, oh, man. Ouch. This is what the Word of God does to us. And no, nobody likes to be rebuked. I don't like to be rebuked. You know what I mean? Um, but that's what the Word of God does. It shows us, hey, man. You are like 20 bazillion miles off course of where you're supposed to be in this little area right here, dude. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. This book right here will teach us how to live that godly life. Verse 17, that the man of God, or woman of God, that the man of God may be complete. Equipped for every good work. So we, we got good works to do. And the good Lord says, spend time with me and I'll make sure you got everything you need. When it rises up out of the blue, don't worry. Don't be full of fear. 
you're my servant. I got everything you need. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and end it there today. I hope that was a blessing. Um, that Second Peter verses 1 through 4. I'm sorry for being so silly. I meant no harm. Um, thank you, dear Lord, for blessing this congregation, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for uh, uh, giving us a hunger and a desire to be in your word, to be that living sacrifice, to be obedient to you. And, Father God, we're not a prideful people, but we're humble, Lord. We are your servant. We live for you, Lord. We love you and we praise you. Your will be done. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more. And may God bless you.